0: Hello and welcome to the Sports Grab podcast. My name is Ryan Walker and with me as always is the Royal Reuben Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, Ryan. I'm fantastic.
1: Thank you. Always a pleasure to podcast with you. Uh, I'm enjoying the surf coast at the moment, but it is missing the Prince of Jan Jack. I'm not sure when you're coming down here next, but the uh, the people want the Prince back. So when are they going to get in?
0: Well, I believe we've got an incubator week planned, Rube. So now that we're out of lockdown here in Melbourne, uh, I can venture down to where I used to call home, uh, Janjak or Lawn, uh where you are right now. So it's a very exciting time, as is uh, today because it's an exciting day. We've got a huge guest on the podcast from the Rajasthan Royals, so get ready for that. But before we do, uh, a quick word from our good friends at Deakin University, where every single course is backed by industry experts, so you can be confident that you'll get the job you want with a degree employers want. Deakin University, progressive real-world learning This show, Ryan, would
1: also not be possible without our friends from Sports Where I Am. If you're looking to give yourself an incredible summer or winter with any sporting event you can think of, go to sportswhereiam.com and use the code SPORTSGRAD to grab 5% off your tickets. There's some incredible events coming up. And if you're just looking for things to do, jump on their website and just type in where you are and it'll give you all the sport that's going on. It's an incredible, Mm. incredible website.
0: It's a cool platform. Hey, um, with the world opening up now, I expect mm. you would be down at Deakin University in the next few weeks. I would have thought, uh, saying hello to the students, of course. Uh, great memories going back to Deakin. I believe I I went to a Deakin event which you invited me to. Mm. It was the Dus uh, Networking Night. Yes, yes, that was a great night. That. So hopefully we get another invite when that when the next event comes through. But mm. Good times at Deakin University for you, my friend. Um, Absolutely. If you want to learn more about who we are or or want to ask us any questions, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. You can find a link to do so in the show notes. So today, huge guest from the Rajasthan Royals. We've got Rohit Ramasubramanian, who leads the new Ventures team at the Royals, which is an incredible role. As part of that role, Rohit oversees new revenue and monetization opportunities, including new business lines, products, and investments. Rohit graduated from the Indian Institute of Technology in Madras with a Bachelor of Technology, so he's got a fair background behind him. And the chat we had with him, I tell you what, it kind of it opened my eyes a little bit, uh, you know, just to see what he does day to day at the Royals. Just Thinking about new business opportunities, uh, it, it was really awesome just to think of the world outside of just the sport. He's just looking everywhere for new business. So it was awesome to chat with him. What are some great things that you took away from it?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ryan. Like the best bit about doing this podcast is sometimes it just opens your eyes to what is going on out there. And Rohit is probably, you know, as far wide my eyes have ever been open to what sport is doing out there. Um and so, yeah, one one of the things that he talked about was just how brands and teams are, are using their label and their name to start new revenue streams, bring new ideas to the table and, and commercialize them. And the Royals are, you know, being inspired by people like the Barcelona Innovation Hub and Manchester City Group um, to create their own new products and services and investments that, are, you know, not ju- are making not just broadcast and ticket revenue the main source of, of income for them.
0: Yeah, I loved how he spoke about his journey from startups to cricket and the experiences that he had, you know, from doing a startup and how it really held him in good stead going through those challenges uh to now where, you know, we, we joked about it, but he has one of the best job satisfaction rates in the world, <laughs> I'd imagine, because he's just doing what he loves. Yeah. Kind of because he, he's... He's doing what he used to do, but in a place that he loves and in a sport that he loves, which is cricket. So that was Mm. awesome to hear as well.
1: Absolutely. And finally, just like the skills that he was able to get from working in a startup. You know, he tells the story of the roller coaster journey that his company went on to get it did that. But those experiences allowed him to step into the Royals. And you get some very unique skill sets from that. You develop some very uh well-rounded mindsets as well from doing startup you and i know this well um but to hear how he's done it in in india was absolutely fascinating
0: awesome grab a pen i would honestly say one of the cooler guests we've had so far on the podcast rube so grab a pen enjoy this chat with rohit ramasubramanian (music) rohit welcome to the sports grad podcast Thanks. Thanks for having me, Rohit. It's a
1: pleasure to have you on the podcast. You've got an absolute dream job. I know a lot of our listeners would love to be working for the Rajasthan Royals, where superstars of the game such as Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer come down and apply their craft. But for you, what do you enjoy most about working at at the Royals? So it's a
2: it's a very very interesting question. I think uh, if I look at the Royals and if I look at the IPL as a slightly, you know, at, at a slightly higher level, uh, it's a very, very intense tournament. It's a, it's, it's unlike any other sports, uh, tournament in the world in that it happens in such a short time frame. It happens in two months, uh, two, two and a half months. Uh, so it's, it's two months of, you know, action-packed excitement, high intensity cricket, and everything that goes around it. So it's, it's, like you, you literally cannot sleep during that period. Uh, even what I do, which is slightly removed from the day-to-day operations of the team itself, uh, you're doing everything you can to leverage, you know, that period, that two two and a half months period when the you know the eyes of the country are glued to the IPL and trying to just maximize the reach for everything that we're doing, all the products, all the services, all the various initiatives that we're doing, and so everything sort of boils down to that you know that 3 month uh window uh and it just makes it a very very exciting time makes it a, a time of sleep, sleeplessness for sure uh time of i'd say high uh you know passion both for, for the fans as well as internally because at the end of the day we are essentially super fans we uh are are we, we sort of ride the emotions of the team whether we win or we lose we are you know as close to the action as possible uh and you know, Unfortunately, Ratsan Royals haven't had the uh, best of it in the last uh, season or two. Uh, and so you're, you're sort of riding the waves with the team. So it's just a moment of just passion, intensity, excitement. Uh, and it all sort of just comes to a head during those two months, uh, both from a cricket perspective and a work perspective.
0: I can imagine it would have been pretty hard. You know, you, you said it runs for two months, but the last season gone, you know, it was significantly delayed how did that go for you did it, did it just basically ruin all the momentum
2: that you had leading in so uh I'd say that if, if I look at what happened since I joined So I've been with the Royals for about a year and a half uh when I got in I got in just when the pandemic uh was taking uh effect globally uh the ipl was supposed to happen in 2020 in in the april may window and so preparations were on for it and then that got sucked out and it got uh, pushed out by 6 months then there was again 6 months later there's another tournament it's got cut in half and again in 6 more months you have uh, another tournament uh, which is the second half yeah. of that of that tournament so typically the ipl's been a uh, you know, annual thing. Uh, but since I came, it's almost been like every six months, there has been something. Uh, so I think, uh, for me, I'm kind of getting used to the fact that there is something uh, uh, something every six months. Actually, so interestingly, this is my, business as usual for you. Yeah, is, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to get bored, I think, when uh, it shifts to uh, its annual cycle again. Uh, but actually, interestingly, for me, it actually works well, because what I'm trying to do with the Royals, and I'll talk a little bit more about it uh, in some time, but is it's it's not about the delivery of the game of cricket on that day. It's about how we can take that brand of the Royals and you know, use it to engage our fans all through the year, use it to monetize uh, the brand all through the year. So having the tournament run more frequently uh actually helps like I I would love it if the IPL was a 10 month long tournament because it just makes my job easier so and, I, and it's I, such I, a strong that's a strong
1: brand like a lot of people who know cricket would recognize the the pink of the Rajasthan Royals
2: absolutely absolutely I think the tournament is now probably one of the top five top ten biggest tournaments in the world We're we're expecting a new media rights deal in uh you know in next year actually for the for the subsequent period from 23 onwards uh i think that will also shatter records and prove how big it is in the global stage uh, we've had two new teams uh join just a couple of days back uh again going at record prices so it shows how paramount the tournament is in the Indian context and mm. it's going global you, you've got uh, more viewers from outside India than ever before as well so uh sky seems to be the limit for this uh for this tournament
0: I remember when the IPL first came in, and I don't know if you remember this, Ruse, but we had a channel here called One HD. Do you remember that, Rose? Yeah, and like, yeah, I, don't I, think I remember that well. <laughs> I'm not sure it even exists now, but like that's the, that's nah, the only that's way you can watch. <laughs> nah, it was like this, this sport channel, and you used to stay up late and watch it, and it was like, you know, it, it feels like it's completely transformed from that point in time where it was just like it was on One HD. It was kind of like a Whatever, but now it is just front and center. It's everywhere, which is which is amazing. Um, I want to go back a little bit to way back to when you first sort of started. I'm wondering what led you to the Rajasthan Royals, and and what sort of skills did you need to to land your your role there?
2: Sure, that's a great question. Uh, so I've I I think I wanted to, I've, I've had you know some desire to work in cricket. For a very very long time i've been a cricket fan since i was 10 years old i think uh the 99 world cup was the first time i watched cricket properly i think actually it was a little before that it was during these epic uh india australia matches at sharjah which were you know 10 desert storm innings you guys might remember it for the wrong reasons uh but uh, <laughs> so so that's when i really got into cricket obviously you know i uh, studied. I, I did my uh, engineering, it had nothing to do with sport. I, I worked in consulting, spent some time in venture capital, uh, also ran my own startup. Uh, but I think post that, uh, you know, once I sort of exited that company, we sold it, uh, I took a bit of a break, like a personal and forced break. I just wanted to take some time off. Uh, and when I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, it, it all sort of came back saying, why don't you give this a shot again? If you want to work in cricket, uh, which is such a core cool passion. Uh, there's probably just a few avenues uh in in india it's probably true in australia as well uh you could either work for the bcci uh you could work maybe for the icc or you could work for an ipl team and if you look at those options you're you're i mean if you're looking for that excitement if you're looking for the for that passion you're looking for the ability to do stuff you're probably going to pick uh an ipl team uh so that that's how i sort of conceptualize and thought of, you know, how I might get into the space. Uh, I think the way I finally broke in was, was serendipity. Uh, and I think that's, that's not uncommon, uh, at least with a lot of my team as well, in terms of how they get into the Royals, how they get into an IPL franchise, it's a very, very small world. So it's a, a fairly well-known set of, you know, 100, 150 people who work across, uh, all the different franchises and, and got so many people trying to get into that that same same sort of role uh in my case i'd say i kind of lucked out in that so i'd reached out to jake who is our current uh, ceo and who was the COO that time it was just a cold uh message on linkedin not a platform i incidentally use very much uh but it was a cold message there uh they were at the same time looking to see how they could do what uh you know what what it is that i'm doing now which is trying to you know, utilize that brand and generate more meaningful monetization opportunities uh, for the Royals. Uh, I reached out uh, with a skill set that supported that vision. I also brought in certain ideas and said that I, you know, I, I also want to do something like this. We had a couple of conversations. It sort of clicked, and I think it was, took me less than three or four days for me to have an op- to, to get a role at the Royals. So it it all happened really wow. quickly. Uh, I think the the takeaway is probably uh cold emails work or cold uh cold connections work. Uh so don't shy away from that. I know it, it 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 has worked for me in the past as well. From you know, when I was running my startup, there was a cold email that uh led us to actually getting the uh you know, allowing the company to run for a little bit longer and get a successful exit. Uh so just just do what you can. You know, when you're hustling, you 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 try everything. It is a small world, there's no doubt about it. And it may not always succeed, but uh don't give up. Just certainly keep trying. Try whatever avenues you can. You might luck out like I did. Uh and if there is that perfect role that suits your your exactly what your skill set is, uh there, there's no reason why you won't get it.
1: Raggit, the uh the research team at Sportsgrad is extensive and we find out a lot of details about, I guess that the guests don't even know about themselves. We knew about the startup that you'd run. We didn't know about the successful exit, which is extremely exciting. Um, but I'm wondering how did that prepare you for a
2: role in sport? Sure. So uh, so I, I think we started the company in 2015. Uh, the, the, the idea behind the startup, uh, one of the, you know, I'd say, typical sort of Indian uh, consumer tech startups that were sort of mushrooming at that time. Uh, We were into the e-commerce of secondhand goods. Uh, We we ran the company for about four years. We raised a decent amount of capital from several marquee investors as well. Uh, We went through the ups and downs that you know every startup goes through i'd say except for the most you know hyper successful ones you know we had our good times we had times when we were able to raise money very easily we also you know hit a snag in uh, in, in around 28 late 2017 18 where it looked like we might have to shut down and then we you know somehow managed to bring it to a i'd say a respectable exit uh, i think that whole experience is something that you cannot Paid for anything it, it's something that you probably won't get unless you're you know in the firing line and doing it so i'd say that that experience probably going to hold me in good stead whatever i do in life whether that is sport whether that is uh you know anything else that i choose to do five years ten years 20 years down the line uh so it i'd say that is just pure you know unadulterated experience uh of, of the best and the most intense kind uh having said that i think what i did over there is essentially in a way translating to what I'm doing here so what what so my my role at the royals is about identifying new opportunities and you know setting up new products new projects new partnerships to to drive revenue and what I did at my startup was exactly this we built a business from scratch we had absolutely nothing we built it to almost uh doing at 1.3 million dollars a month in sales uh wow. so the ability to Take an idea from scratch, uh, hone it, polish it, execute. You know, bring it to that MVP stage, scale it up. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing now at the Royals. It's just that I'm doing it uh, for the cricket team for cricket products. So uh, I'd say the functional experience. So you're you're is, just working yeah. for fun now. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think I've got like that perfect amalgamation of what I've done and what I'd like to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In that, it sits between. The, it's 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 what i know how to do well uh and what i you know in a space that i really really love that's sounds awesome. like
0: your career satisfaction
2: at the moment is like 10 out of 10 Yeah, so i think that that's that's difficult to be 10 out of 10 when it's uh, uh when it when you're you're building new businesses because the uh i'd say you're emotional quotient drives a, is it depends a lot on the success of those individual products. And that is not guaranteed, no matter what, uh, you know, every new business that we run, it's like its own mini startup and it can have moments when Oh, wow. we track some amazing deals. And it looks like, you know, consumers are, are lapping it up. And there are days when just, you just get nothing. No, no, there's no response. There's no, uh, you know, it just, nothing seems to work. So we've had some failed products as well. So, uh, so you are tied into that, but yes, I think on the whole, the, uh, the the sort of a Venn diagram of where I'm sitting is is nicely in in what I'd like to do uh but yeah it's very difficult to be 10 on 10 all the time just given how emotional and, and it also doesn't have that uh we we could have had a better season I think uh uh this year uh but yes it, it's it's been a it's been a fun fun ride so far
0: sounds like a Royals Premiership win would probably uh you know make that the 10 out of 10. that so would make it a 10, absolutely that's exciting for next year hopefully so, yeah, the, the sport equivalent of a
1: of a successful exit. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, but it yeah, it, it doesn't happen all the time. But hopefully we're we're doing a lot to uh you know fix that this year. I think that's a very, very high priority for for our CEO J to just make sure that our uh you know we're able to pull back our performances as well. Uh and I'm sure we will. I'm sure this year, you know, next year we'll have a, a, a much much better performance and hopefully we will go all the way and win
0: well rubes and our ne- rubes and i now have our uh, favorite team which is exciting yeah. i didn't actually have an ipl team before today so the royals are now ours um, excellent yeah welcome to the so, family yeah you. we'll oh, have to get you.
2: pink shirts like you yeah yeah just just remind me after this call i'll, I'll make sure
1: you get a couple Excellent. We can do a trade for some sports grad merchandise or something. <laughs> you Have one of these if you want,
0: right? These are our shirts, yeah, so we can, yeah, yeah. We'll do a merch we trade. Might, or,
1: or we can My dive sword. into the boxes of Cricket Australia merch we've got left over from our old roles.
2: <laughs> oh, that, I wouldn't mind a, that actually. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So you lead the new ventures team at the Rajasthan Royals, and that is a term that you know a lot of listeners out there might not understand too much about, you know, what does a new ventures team do at a professional sporting club? So can you tell us a little bit about what that entails and, and what does your day-to-day look like in a new
2: ventures team? Sure, absolutely. Um, so uh, maybe let me start by explaining why this team exists at the Royals, which can help answer answer that question, and then mm-hmm. I'll jump into what I, what I do. Uh, but the, the thesis behind this team is that, so, so the IPL is probably a slightly more extreme example of this, uh, but it's true for most sports teams. Most of the money that you make is uh, you know, not really controllable revenue. I'd say about 75% of the money that the Royals make uh, in a year where there's ticketing. So it, it would be even higher in the last uh, couple of years without ticketing. Uh, 75% of it just comes from, uh, in our case, the BCCI, which is your through your, uh, you know, your broadcast deal. Uh, that's the deal that Star has with the BCCI and your central sponsors, which is, you know, sponsors like, like Vivo and Cred and so on. Uh, that's not really in your control. So that's obviously controlled by the IPL, and it will grow. There's no doubt about it. It'll grow very rapidly, uh, but you can't do much about it as a franchise. Uh, the other bit, other sort of sizable revenue stream is our own sponsorship. The sponsors that you see on our, uh, you know, like, like Dubai Expo and uh, Red Bull and Geo and so on. Uh, that makes up 15, 20 percent of uh, of our revenue, and while that's obviously a controllable, that will also grow at a certain pace, uh, you know, year on year. Uh, what we wanted, and, and there's there's a little bit which is your ticketing and merchandising. Ticketing has obviously gone down to zero now, and we don't know when it will come back. Uh, hopefully next year it it'll be back. Uh, the the thesis behind this team is, okay, so you can control sponsorship, and then you can control ticketing to some extent, but what else? Uh, and you have a brand, you have a brand that's been built over the last 13, 14 years. You have the brand of the IPL, which is worth billions and billions of dollars. Uh, what can we do to, you know, just sweat that brand a little bit more, create more engagement assets for, uh, you know, our fans create more monetize, monetizable or monetization opportunities for us as the Royals. Uh, and that's the, you know, thinking behind this, uh. The, the way we're approaching it is there are probably two, three ways in which we're looking at this. We're looking at this through, you know, products that we can build out ourselves, uh, you know, things like the Royal School of Business, the Academy business and so on, uh, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, we're also looking at you know, just general partnerships, ways in which we can leverage some of our assets, leverage some of our uh Say our digital content and so on uh, a little bit more, and again see if there are ways to sell that or you know monetize it directly with our consumer. Uh, and then we're also looking at other you know let's say cricket initiatives. Uh, with, you've you've seen us uh, acquire a team in the uh, Caribbean Premier League. Uh, we're looking at other leagues you know in in globally as well, uh, and we can see how. And, and honestly, it's not just limited to to cricket. You know, there could be other interesting opportunities in other sports as well. Uh, so just generally, a more investment uh, uh, mentality to see how else we can sweat the you know Royals brand and make it more uh, prominent globally. So th- these are some of the avenues with which we're sort of tackling this problem. Uh, I'd say we've probably got three products now, or actually four products now that uh, we've launched uh, since I've come in. Uh, we have the Royal School of Business which, incidentally, is something that we work very closely with Deakin University on. Uh, uh, This is a professional education uh, platform for people who are interested in sports and sports-related education. Uh, We have a bunch of programs, uh, all online, uh, so programs like sports marketing, sports media, uh, sports operations, uh, sports uh, digital marketing. Uh, we have a program that's just launched recently actually with uh, INSEAD, uh which is on leadership and performance. Uh, so these are, you know, very sort of, I'd say topical, very relevant for the Indian audience because the sports industry is about to boom uh, in the country. You've seen it with the IP, you've seen it with the plethora of sports leagues that are opening up now uh, across the country, whether it be kabaddi, whether, whether it be the, the soccer league and so on. Uh, so we think that the timing of such a platform is right, uh, and we it'll allow us to help bring more you know professionalism and and bring more education to people who are interested in, in working in sports. Uh, so the Royal School of Business probably our most uh, promising and most prominent product uh, that we have launched still with very very interesting partnerships with Deakin University, with NCA and so on. Uh, we have the academy business where we actually run uh you know global licensed academies. Uh our focus here is uh I'd say slightly tilted towards the international market. Uh the Royals as a brand is very keen on growing uh you know the brand outside India as well. Uh, we have two academies in the UAE, in Dubai and in Ajman. Uh, we have two academies in the UK, uh, in Surrey and in uh, Cornwall. We have a couple more in the pipeline in the USA. We have another one in the uh, UK in the pipeline. So we have a fairly aggressive sort of target on where we want to get to with, uh, uh, with this academy business. It's it's sort of an academy in the box where uh, you get the royal sort of way of coaching. You get a technology platform uh, and you find, uh, you know, Highly qualified local partner to operate the business for you. Uh, apart from that, we've got you know a couple of uh, so we have a stealth uh, content platform which should be launched in another month. It's on the business of cricket, which I think could also be very interesting for your your listeners. Uh, something for them to check out when we do launch. Uh, we're looking at other interesting avenues, you know, places like. NFTs, which everyone is talking about, so we're just on the verge of signing a partnership on that front. Uh, we're looking at the eSports space, again, something that we've seen a lot of global sports teams do, but not really uh, anyone in India tackling this, but I think we have some very interesting ideas uh, on the eSports space, uh, looking at fan tokens. So there's a lot of these new, I'd say new age monetization opportunities that uh, it helps for us to have a year to the ground. and and we would love to be obviously the first team in the IPL to, to to actually figure out what the right approach is and and be that I'd say innovator and first mover across many of these uh, these new new technologies that are coming up.
1: Fantastic! It sounds like you're doing a whole range of innovative new things. Is is a function like the the new ventures team? Is that common across sporting teams and codes, or is that just something that the Royals do?
2: So I'd say in India it's uh kind of unique. Uh I've not seen any of the other IPL franchises uh tackle the problem in the way that we are tackling it. Uh having said that, it's probably a matter of time. Uh I I have seen this function in international sports teams, though. I think most international, uh if you look at the revenue sources of a you know, Manchester City or a Manchester United or some of your uh you know. Uh, NFL, NBA teams, and so on. It goes beyond just the you know core uh, rights as well as sponsorships and merchandise ticketing. Mm. A lot I of think them Ma- are doing Barcelona.
1: A, have got the hub FC of innovation. Got the,
2: they've got the innovation hub. Yes, mm. in fact, mm. that that innovation hub was a big inspiration for us when we started our Royal School of Business. Uh, so yeah, that I, I think globally we're seeing a lot more of this. Uh, it's probably a matter of time for this to to t- uh, take up in India. I think it helps that our uh, ownership team our uh, shareholders are all very, I'd say, uh, venture-minded, business-minded, uh, you know, let's say, shareholder value-focused uh, sort of people. So I'd say that's one of the reasons why we're the first uh, first to do it here. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's a matter of time that uh, the the rest of the IPL and I'd say all other sports will, will start doing this.
0: You, met, you mentioned Man City there, and I reckon if I look back at, you know this type of thing new ventures whatever it is it kind of feels like the the catalyst for how this all began Because you, you look back i think they got taken over in 08 and then since then i think they own over six teams well it's probably it's actually probably more from from all over the globe and what I, what i don't understand is like how do they actually make that profitable like if you're just buying football clubs like surely You know it's not going to just be profitable overnight so i guess like that's probably part of your role as well to actually figure out yes we can sort of go into whatever we want to do but how do we actually make that profitable for us
2: so i think the uh, the advantage with the ipl which is kind of unique in that sense uh just given the business model of the ipl itself is that it's kind of profitable now and will continue to be profitable going forward. The IPL itself uh, that allows you a little bit of leeway uh, in terms of, say, any other acquisition. If you're looking at, say, the Barbados Royals, if you're looking at the Caribbean Premier League, it gives you a little bit of leeway to make that profitable. You're not under pressure to make it profitable on day one. Uh, The IPL's, you know, central rights deal, the the sort of revenue, the, the cost structure that is in place in the form of the you know the major cost, which is around salaries. Uh, if you look at all of that, there is it. It is a profitable venture now. It, it took some time. It wasn't profitable for the mm. first several years. It was close to you know break even. Sometimes unprofitable the first year. So first few years. So the owners had to stick it out. But the belief is that that's what will happen. You know the the game of cricket is is going to grow globally. The game of T Twenty is the vehicle to grow the game globally. Uh, in fact, interesting. You know you have interesting models like T Ten as well, which are unique sort of assets that are coming they're short and snappy that could see yeah. olympic uh, edition in the olympics going forward so the the belief is that it will eventually you know that once the eyeballs come in they will all become profitable uh but it's that is part of why it is an investment and it's an investment in the future so i think if you look at man city as well they've i think done a really good job in expanding their base you know internationally their, their, Literally in the largest markets, whether it's USA, whether it's China, whether it is uh, uh, India, they've they've figured out how they, they, they are definitely looking at this as a long term play. They've got the biggest, the largest captive audiences uh, in the world, in and and that was a key part of their strategy. Uh, so I, I'm sure they're also looking at this, you know, in the long run. This this the the, the I, I think sport has enough and more proof points that in the long run it tends to be a very very profitable venture even if it requires some amount of investment upfront. the ipl has been incredibly fast in getting there which sort of underscores how big cricket is in the country uh but your uh it, it's, it's been proven over and over again you know internationally so it's just a matter of time in my view
1: Rohit, you mentioned um, a lot of your team is made up of people who've come from that venture capital space and you from a startup space. It sounds like everyone's quite innovative and has an understanding of what makes a good product and how to make it profitable. What are some of the most important skills that you use in your role to execute on the deliverables?
2: Sure. So uh, I'd say just, just to sort of uh, highlight on the point that you said on the team, I think uh One thing that I've seen at the Royals, and it hopefully will ring a chord with a lot of your listeners as well, uh, and it's probably the way, you know, a lot of teams will look at hiring going forward, uh, is there's no, it's, it's not essential that you need to be from a sports background, I'd say at least over half of the people at the Royals are not from a sports background and Royals would be their first sports job. Uh, there are maybe a few specific, uh, you know, highly specialized roles where maybe there's a slight, pre, uh, you know, predisposition to someone who has some sports experience. But otherwise, I'd say largely you've got people who are, uh, I'd say, just generally smart, ambitious, uh, you know, hardworking uh, and, you know, willing to hustle to to get things done. Uh, there's a lot of, functional experience that you'd want to draw on uh or I'd say horizontal experience that you'd want to draw on that doesn't have anything to do with sports that can be applied in roles like this so my own experience obviously it's around business building it's around product uh, product development around uh, business development uh all of those skills come to the fore in when I'm building products for the royals because this is what I have done in the past and it's something that say the royals themselves would not have had uh, as a skill set, and it's sort of that perfect marriage of you know it's what I bring to the table and what Royals brings to the table. Uh, so I think the it that there is there are a plethora of such roles, whether it be roles like product managers, data custodians, uh, obviously roles like new ventures uh, at teams like this, which are which actually have nothing to do with sport, you know, fundamentally. Uh, and their fundamentals are around the the horizontal that that role is about, uh, but which can then be applied to sport. And that gives, I think, massive opportunities for anyone who's trying to break into the field of sport, uh, because more and more it's, I'd say the, the sector is opening up in terms of the sort of sorts of people that we hire. Uh, the Royals is also you know, always looking to hire. So uh, there's no, we're not looking for somebody who has, I've worked in a sports team in the past uh, in that resume.
0: Yeah, I love that. Do, you, do the Royals have sort of like interns coming in? Like what's it sort of like for, you know, a grad wanting to come in and, you know, their dreams to work at the Royals? What sort of opportunities are there?
2: So we have one very interesting, you know, path that at least two, three interns who are currently in the company have pursued, which is interestingly our Royal School of Business, which is the uh, sports uh, programs that I had spoken about earlier with Deakin University. Uh so uh, students who complete those courses uh, and who complete even one of those courses uh, would be eligible for our internship process we run an internship process typically once a year in this around this time frame for the upcoming season, uh, and then we also, depending on requirement, we'll ha- we'll run one in the June in the uh, May June cycle for the July to December uh, season. We generally hire for six months, uh, and it depends, you know, on the team requirements and so on. But that's that's probably the simplest way. Uh, you guys can check out those programs, and uh, that's like we we give everyone who's completed that program a chance to uh, at least get an opportunity to uh, interview and go through the process, uh, and we've picked. At least three or four interns in the last few months through that process, some of whom have done really, really well, well uh, with the royals. Uh in general, though, uh, we do have openings that we keep posting on our LinkedIn. So I would urge everyone to follow us on LinkedIn. We keep posting, uh, we keep getting uh you know resumes, we keep getting uh uh you know a lot of interest uh, over there for people who would want to join us both from uh, internships as well as from you know full-time roles uh and the good thing is you know more and more the world is becoming remote so there isn't really a uh essential that you have to be in india you have to be you know in a time zone that makes sense uh so, so we're being a lot more open as well on that we do have a lot of our team for instance actually in the uk uh so the, that flexibility I think is being afforded more and more uh, just by the way the world has has gone so I I say check out our LinkedIn check out our courses uh we keep posting our opportunities there uh, there, there are quite a few uh, at any point in time so uh would love to have you know people from some of your listeners jo- join us at the Royals
1: brilliant uh, Right here, we asked this question a lot to to wrap up our conversations and I think Uh, Your experience is quite unique given your startup uh, history, but what is one piece of advice you would give to grads who are trying to reach their goal of working in sport?
2: This might sound very cliched, but I'd say don't give up. Uh, Don't be afraid to do the unscalable things, Uh, whether that is, you know, cold emailing people, that is, you know, Taking a you know sort of sports internship, uh, taking taking a massive pay cut in order to 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 work in your dream job or to find like if you if you're passionate about this, I think you should and and you know the, the the sector is booming. You will be rewarded over time. So I'd say just hustle. Like don't 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 be afraid to send cold emails. You know, reach out to people. Try to talk to people. Try to reach out to people who are in the space. Try to reach out to uh, you know. Like I I spoke to when, when I tried to, to join the royals. I reached out to people who I if I had not put my mind to it, there's no way I would have done that. You know, a month ago, I would have thought, there's no way I'm speaking to this guy. Uh, so I'd say just just give it give it your all. don't give up. Uh try the unscalable things, hustle. Something might click. So so try try 20 people, try 50 people. Two of them might respond, five of them might respond. Mm-hmm. People, people are nice. Like uh even Somebody like me, I know that it took that act of niceness for me to get in. Right, like it, it mm. could have gotten lost uh, in the in 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 the clutter. So always happy to give back if the opportunity comes. Uh, so yeah, uh, just I say, just don't give up and and try mm. try you know anything and everything that you think might work, and, and one of them might. That's
1: uh, that's brilliant, and I think you know you're you're a great example of someone who didn't give up. You know, you told your story about your startup how. It was a bit of a roller coaster. It was going well, and then there was points where you thought you want to shut it down, and then you had that successful exit. And I think, um, you know, it's not until you go through something like that that you actually realize the value of persistence and not giving up. And so I think that's that's great advice. And the stuff that you said around cold emailing, cold messaging people on LinkedIn is is fantastic too. So um, one other point to add, like if other people are going out there and having meetings with people. One of the things we've created is this little cheat sheet called The Networker, which helps you prepare for those conversations so you can go in confidently and get what you need to out of that as well. So um, there's a link to that in our show notes and on the website if anyone wants to check it out. But um, other than that, Rohit, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It's been a pleasure to learn all about your varied experience in a lot of different spaces and to see how you're applying it at the Rajasthan Royals, coming up with all the new cute, cool ideas that are happening in sport.
2: Thanks. Thanks a lot, Ruben. Thanks, Ryan. Pleasure. Pleasure being here. Uh, I look forward to seeing the episode.
0: Alrighty, Rubes. Well, that was quite the episode. It's certainly opened my eyes to what new venture and a new business looks like in one of the biggest cricket teams in the world, in the Rajasthan Royals. What are some things that you take away from that one, man? Yeah, you're right. New ventures is one of the hot topics for
1: sport, looking to innovate and grow. And so if I'm listening to this, looking for things to do, read up on what sport is doing to create new revenue because you're going to get a great understanding of that space. You're going to hear a lot of new ideas and it's going to put you in good stead. If you want to work in that space in the future, you've got to be able to hold a conversation around what sport is doing to grow and innovate in new ways. So, just read up, find journals, find articles, talk to people in the industry and get out there and learn more about the space
0: because it's an exciting one to be in. Yeah, good to talk about as well. It's good to have up your sleeve, I would imagine. So, Mm -hmm. read up on that. Um, What I took away was, you know, you you can enter sport from any background. Uh, So, if I'm someone out there listening, thinking, hey, you know, I'm doing... Something else that is unrelated to sport, but I'd love to work in sport. The dream is not over. Uh, what Roy showed is he was kind of nowhere near sport. You know, he was in venture capital. He was a venture capitalist. He was running his own startup company, um, and then found his way into sport eventually. So it just shows that you can enter sport from pretty much any background out there. Mm, yeah, absolutely right. Um,
1: and the way the way to do that, Ryan, is you've got to know how to sell yourself into the sports industry. Like people coming from all these different backgrounds have got uh, really good and really strong capabilities. You see a lot of people who've spent five to 10 years in an industry, maybe it's engineering, IT, whatever it is, but they've got very good skills. What they don't have is the ability to sell themselves into another industry because you don't know what that industry looks for. But it's hard to understand how your skills can be used there unless you know what they look for. And so that is a skill in itself that a lot of people don't work on. And now, Ryan, you and I have done this successfully. We've been at Cricket Australia in the T20 World Cup. And so we've tried to put our knowledge of how to sell yourself into the sports industry in a course which is called the Sports Industry Applications course. Now, this course teaches you what the sports industry looks for and then how to position yourself and your experience, no matter what you've done or where you've come from, could be anything how to use that and position it in a way that makes yourself attractive to the sports industry. So if you're looking to find that, there's a link to it in our show notes. You can find it on our website. Um, We've had some great success stories from people who've used that in the past. Um, Marcus Skiwato messaged me the other day. He bought the course, got a job at the North Melbourne Football Club. Um, Shiv Rangit is another one who took this on really early. He did, he put out 250 job applications before finding a full-time job at Softball New South Wales. So uh, if you want to learn more about that and how to sell yourself into sport from any background, check out the Sports Industry Applications
0: course. Unreal, mate. Well, that was an awesome episode. I loved it personally. And good that I got to mention Man City, my my beloved yeah. soccer team as well, <laughs> which was awesome. So, Absolutely. Anyway, be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn. We'd love to chat with you on there. You can find a link in our show notes to do so. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.